world's greatest software developers are powered by their passion for lifelong learning. You know that you too aspire to be a great software developer. Your journey to greatness can stall if you don't discover new people to learn from. You want long-term access to those who will teach you, but where do you find them? Stay tuned. Being the Worst, Episode 1, recorded live Friday, August 18th, 2012. From beingtheworst.com, it's the Being the Worst podcast. Audio apprenticeships for the aspiring software craftsmen. With your hosts, Carrie Street and Renat Abdulin. In this episode, Carrie and Renat introduce the show and describe the plan for the road ahead. They are still figuring out how to produce and host a podcast, so feel free to cut them a little slack on any episode quality issues. And now, here are Carrie and Renat. Hello and welcome to the Being the Worst podcast. It's uh, Carrie and Renat here, and uh, we're very excited to be launching our new show. How are you, my friend? Hi, Heidi. I am good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think we'll just jump right into you know what is the show? Why are we doing it? And uh, um, it's kind of coming from my perspective, and that's uh, you know so you you know some basic computer programming skills, uh, maybe a little bit more of the basic. I you know do some programming, but I want to be a software craftsman. Um, what does that mean? There's various definitions, but I basically want to explore the art and science of computer programming and get better at it. Um, so in my particular case, and I think hopefully some of our listeners, the my current learning has sort of plateaued. And I, you know, I've read the blogs and read source code online, and uh, I need... I need to find other human beings that I can learn from. And that's sort of where the Be the Worst uh, name comes from. Uh, Be the Worst is actually a reference to the book uh, Apprenticeship Patterns by Hoover and uh, Oshinaye. And inside that book on page 58, I think, they talk about a pattern called Being the Worst. And the, and the main principle there is, you know, what do you do when you, you've run out of uh, learning as much as you can in your current environment? And the reference is to, you know, go find a band and be the worst guy in the band and learn from the, the better musicians. And uh, that's kind of the point behind the name of the show, being the worst and embracing that. It's not, uh, you know, a bad thing. So given that, great. They tell me to be the worst and embrace embrace that and go find a band to join. But what happens if there's nobody around for me to go hang out with and learn from? And that is where the show comes in. So what do I do if I want to learn from the best, or at least people that know more than I do in a given domain, and I don't have easy access to them? Um, what I have been doing is, you know, read blogs like yours, look at open source software code, participate in the community here and there. But wouldn't it be great if someone in the real world with real world experience would guide me to the next level? And that, for me, was my ideal situation. And thankfully, my co-host, Renat, agreed to do that. So, Renat, before we get into the details of what our plan is for the show and uh, where we're going to go from here, why don't we tell the listeners who the heck we are? Uh, okay, Kerry. Thanks, uh, first of all, for uh, all your enthusiasm and the suggestion to start the podcast, because that was uh, one of the real moving and motivating factors for me. 
so uh, I'm Renat Abdulin, uh, tech lead of Locad, and we're not like thought leading company or the company that uh, sets up the guidelines. Uh, I'm just one of the guys who managed to meet lots of lots of really smart and amazing people uh, around the world who are capable of uh, finding and distilling some brilliant ideas that happen to work not only in theory, but they also worked in production. Uh, and these people were sharing their experience, their findings with the community, with people around them. And in essence, we formed a collaborative environment where everybody was sharing, everybody was learning. And uh, by doing that, uh, the state of the art was pushed. And currently, in this led to the situation in the .NET world, in .NET environment, and even in Java and related environments, uh, that it becomes much easier for the developers or small companies uh, to build efficiently software to deliver products that just work, uh, that can uh, not only work, but they will outperform by many parameters uh, other software that is called uh, enterprise software, but is monolithic, costs, for example, thousands of dollars, billions of dollars, and doesn't perform as expected. And what are we here for? Uh, we're here in this uh, amazing thing called uh, IT or software development or software design for the sake of uh, learning, some, learning something and doing something uh, with really great quality if, as efficiently as possible uh, and having fun and just making the difference. Well, of course, uh, being paid handsomely for that uh, is pretty <laughs> good, I think. That doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the most amazing things about these days is that technology advancements of the uh, last few, not all well, decades and then years, uh, it, uh, they opened amazing opportunities for everybody, for uh, every developer that maybe dreams of starting his own startup in a garage or with friends in their college. Like we have uh, cloud computing, which essentially allows developer to compete in, with huge companies. Uh, on a level of having uh, almost unlimited access to computing power, to storage, etc., etc. Uh, we have the search of mobile devices, which is completely uh, terra incognita for uh, everybody on the market because nobody knows how to build uh, efficiently reliable uh, software that will work in a completely distributed environment, starting from uh, some train uh, driving in Africa, where a person can have uh, really a, a slow 3G connection and somebody who is uh, sitting on a beach on Bali and trying to code uh, on his uh, edge connection. So that's a new world. Uh, we have new situations, we have new places, and we have new opportunities for the developers. And Locad, as a company uh, for which I'm working, uh, it's a product of the, these new opportunities that uh, came into existence and allowed us to do some crazy and amazing things. And this podcast uh, is a way for me, for us, for everybody to share and to continue learning and moving forward. So we learn by moving forward and the podcast here, uh, in addition to a lot of synergies and positive effects for uh, all its participants, it's about moving forward uh, and helping the community. In essence, like we're trying to create a wave that will uh, move forward, maybe like leave some dent or impact on the development industry, making it more practical, more efficient, well, that's a big uh, goal and that's a big hope. In essence, that will just create more possibilities for the developers who are, for example, graduating out of the university and afraid, they don't know what to do, uh, which book to start reading, uh, which path to take in order to become somebody who can look at, at complex enterprise, look at complex department and understand and know in step-by-step -step plan how to approach a problem, for example, of automating that 
plant of automating that department or of making things better for people of solving some problems. So in essence, like one of the things uh, that we're trying to achieve, well, one more thing, is uh, to help uh, developers that graduate out of universities or who are self-taught uh, to become better at solving problems for other people. And uh, while well, talking about that, like the podcast, it's just tip of the iceberg. Uh, it's part of some much better, uh, much longer and bigger plan that we hope will uh, stay in effect for years and years. That's long-term effort. Yep. Uh, and among the people who are uh, involved in this uh, collaborative experience, in addition uh, to Kerry, who is the host of this podcast, uh, and he shares the enthusiasm, and he will uh, bear the burden of actually uh, making sense of my complicated talks, and uh, he was already making sense out of the complicated projects uh, that we were sharing with open source. Uh, we have also uh, Von Vernon, who is author of a recently published book on imp implementing domain-driven design. And uh, this amazing person, like with lots of lots of practical experience and consulting, uh, he agreed to be the editor of the podcast. And uh, not editor of the podcast, editor of the uh, high-level uh, study map and actual body of knowledge that you are trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, Greg Young, uh, who you probably heard of if you're in the .NET, experience, uh, .NET world, uh, dealing with SecureS uh, event sourcing or uh, dealing with some really high-edge technologies. He's actually the author of uh, event sourcing. That's something that we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. uh, and he agreed to contribute uh, like to the podcast, to the project, not only in writing, but he's also writing an amazing event store project that will be open source and that will be available for the beginning developers for free. That's and cool. uh, since we have an amazing community. Uh, I would be hoping to bring in uh, some more people just to make sure that the viewpoints uh, expressed in this podcast are not uh, like extremely opinionated and that they are practical, that they are coming from real people, like not some ivory uh, tower architects or marketing salespeople interested only in selling their uh, commercial product, but from people who own the products, uh, that people who make all the decisions and for each decision they made in their product, they have to live through up, ups and downs of that decision for years and years and years. And uh, these are the people who actually made this effort possible. Uh, these are the people from whom we've learned, like uh, Jeremy from Paris, uh, Eve from Belgium, Tom Johnson's, etc., etc. Is That's the entire amazing Superars community, and I'll be... Uh, really glad to ask them stupid questions and uh, get like drag them, kidnap them, uh, <laughs> get them drunk. Well, actually, Secure's beers uh, was one of the approach of learning for the new developers is yet that you uh, buy some beers for a really outstanding person, and while he drinks beers, uh, you ask him questions while the beer lasts. <laughs> while the beer lasts, uh, and well, and if when the beer beer runs out, you just buy another one. Uh, that's actually how I got myself into the CQRS in event sourcing world uh, by catching uh, Greg Young somewhere uh, on a pub by the Champs-Élysées. Uh, it was a really outstanding experience. I've learned a lot, but the hangover on the next morning was terrible. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I would imagine. The um, well, I'm glad to hear some of those motivations because they're they're very similar to to why I even started, you know, googling around for this particular topic and found your blog at one point and started reading your posts and found locad.cqrs and got into some of the CQRS and event sourcing stuff. As you mentioned, I, I get to play the role of the worst in this particular case. Um, uh, so I will be playing the worst person on the podcast as it relates to professional development. Um, I guess if professional development means you've been paid to write code before, I, I have been paid to write code before, but I've never really considered myself um, a professional software developer. It's always been for fun, for a hobby, or yes, I can crank something out if I need to, but but it really wasn't until maybe the end of last year that uh, I started just you know not wanting to do that, uh, not wanting to just be a hobby anymore. I wanted to learn more about it because I saw all those opportunities that you mentioned before, and you know I, I was in a a company that uh, we had you know I managed and led large software teams, and uh, I was very excited to see their work and watch them do it. But uh, as the book's uh, apprenticeship uh, uh, patterns mentions in there. They they often talk about how eventually when you when you get to a point in your career you're you're going to be highly encouraged to go into the management route and that it's discouraged almost to stay with the craft of software and embracing that and so I, I took the bait a, a while ago and uh, you know started moving slowly away from the technical aspects into the uh, the more leadership roles because that's where the growth and the opportunity was uh, for both my career and financially. But uh, at the end of last year, I kind of decided, hey, I've, I've done pretty well uh, in that road, and uh, I want to do something else. So I decided one day when I woke up that I was just going to quit, and I quit my job. That was uh, a very nice company. I love that company, but uh, I just was tired of doing it. I wanted to do something else. And so – Decision. Yeah, it was a life-changing decision uh, just from a from a priorities perspective. And uh, so around that time, that was the end of uh, 2011-ish, you know, I was I was in the industry to see sort of, uh, it was an e-commerce, uh, cloud computing was on the scene and we were talking about that stuff and are we going to utilize it and things like that. And as you mentioned, it was becoming clear to me that some of the very large barriers that individuals and small teams face when competing with uh, the larger established companies, kind of like the one I came from, not certainly not Microsoft or anything billion dollar large, but bigger companies that basically had multiple millions of dollars 10 years ago to, to invest in large data centers and where you could use that as a competitive advantage to keep, you know, the guy in the garage out, uh, the girl in the garage out, whatever from competing with you because, they need to figure out how to get $100 million to start their company first. And as you mentioned, you've got highly reliable and scalable pay-as-you-go global infrastructure out there. you got the Azure and the Amazon, Rackspace, App Harbor, Heroku, etc. The The mobile stuff's exploding. Uh, we've got portable computers in everyone's pocket. You've got uh, reliable vendors uh, providing apps to, to people, you know, Twilio's and the programmable webs and Google Docs, Office 365, you know, you can, you can get your company's infrastructure, you know, rent it. And then uh, top that off with skilled individuals from around the globe willing to offer their, their talents for, you know, a contract fee, you know, Elance, Odesk, Mechanical Turk, Voices.com, stuff like that, where it became very clear to me that 
this seems like an opportunity that I haven't seen before. And this might be the time to just kind of go learn that and see like what an individual like me or a small company could do to compete against the giants like that to uh, create large scale software um, where it wasn't possible before. So that led me to to finding some of uh, your blog posts and locad.cqrs and, and getting into it. And where I started to struggle was because I, you know, I don't have a computer science uh, education. I actually majored in business and got my degree in that. Uh, but uh, I've always been in technology, self-taught. You know, I started with my Apple IIe, mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff, and worked my way up to to everything being in technology and software related. But um, I don't have that computer science background, and and I was just self-taught. So I was looking at your stuff, and I'm like, okay. I'm starting to hit the wall here on what I can learn on my own quickly. I know I know if I spend the next year or two years reading this on my own, I'm going to eventually get it. But I really wish I could just ask Renat, you know, all these questions in a row. And I think that's what I started doing uh, with you. And you graciously were answering my questions back and forth. And uh, that's where we came to this conclusion: like, hey, maybe maybe we should ask these questions in a more public forum, so that so that my my ignorance can can benefit uh, others as well. And uh, here we are. So that was a long story to say, like, why did I want to do this? <laughs> well, and actually, for that part, when you were mentioning like a small individual competes uh, with a huge uh, multi-digit company, it's, uh, that's what uh, I was trying to do uh, for my entire career. Uh, until actually finally finding the company who actually does that. And at Locat, like one of the most amazing parts, uh, the core team is distributed around the world. Uh, and we currently, I think, have under 15 people uh, there. And we're competing for contracts with uh, multi-billion transnational companies. And we're not making it easy for them. <laughs> Well, and, and I think hopefully, um, you know, j- you know, the, the broader picture of the podcast is about, you know, the ongoing continuous learning journey of, yes. uh, you know, a software craftsmanship and, and, and those, those kinds of things. But it just so happens that by embracing that and being passionate about those kinds of things, it, it, it does happen to be in an environment where you can take advantage of these things we're talking about and, and you can do those things that weren't possible before. And that, that's what excites me. Even if I never do anything with it, I just want to know that I could. So, mm-hmm. uh, and actually, uh, speaking of the prerequisites for this, like for anybody who is listening to the podcast and wants to join the journey, uh, there is only one prerequisite. Like you have to be interested. You want to be uh, motivated, like to learn in this field, uh, to apply efforts, maybe to apply uh, some weekend nights, some uh, evening hours after the work. You want, you should be, you must be, you ought to be genuinely, genuinely interested in uh, becoming better. Uh, as Kerry mentioned uh, with his story, like having a computer science degree, it's actually is not prerequisite. Uh, actually, uh, I myself, I, my major is in economics. And I was learning .NET and C Sharp while working on construction sites in Baltimore. And there was an opportunity for the people to get slightly better pay and uh, more convenient working hours than doing double shifts on the construction site, breaking walls, uh, if you uh, were capable of doing some basic sharp coding and testing. So we, we didn't have computers there uh, because we were living in downtown. So, but there was a library. So uh, everybody who was interested like was going to the library, taking the books, and actually reading about the .NET, uh, trying to compile the programs there, the Hello World stuff, on a sheet of paper in the evenings. And that's actually how my career started. <laughs> 
And that was, uh, how to say, maybe it's not professional. Maybe it's not this uh, enterprisey. Maybe that they don't teach stuff this way at Oxford. However, it doesn't really matter. If you're really interested, if you're really motivated, then you would be able to make the steps. And this uh, being the worst uh, journey and all the accompanying materials that we'll be publishing, uh, it's just something that to help you to make the decisions, uh, to help you to see the opportunities, and to help you uh, go forward. But the actual going, uh, the actual process of taking step by step and becoming better, it uh, will be yours alone. So if you are really uh, interested in uh, getting better developer and learning how to build your IT company or how to make your uh, company projects uh, be delivered more efficiently, more reliably, with more fun, with uh, more capabilities, uh, then that's the goal, that's the purpose of this podcast and the accompanying project on practical software design. Well, with, with that, why don't we get into a little bit more of the details about you know what we're actually going to do. Um, mm-hmm. And so... So I, I've been jokingly saying, you know, this is this podcast is sort of our audio apprenticeships. You know, it's a focus on teaching you practical software design and delivery. But um, initially with these podcasts, you know, uh, there's going to be supplemental materials that go along with it that Renat's been uh, mentioning that we'll get into in, in later modules as the skill set builds up for, for that or where it makes sense. But right now the primary delivery is podcast because – we just think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are commuting or basically don't have the ability to be watching uh, a screen and uh, at the same time always, or they're doing, they're multitasking. And this is a way to, to learn and move forward uh, with uh, audio only. So um, that's why I'm calling it the audio apprenticeships. And uh, I will try as we go through this journey and as Renat is explaining things uh, to me and to us. I will. I, will, I might be annoyingly, uh, Renat, uh, describing what you're talking about as best I can, uh, assuming that you know they're not looking at a screen like I might be able, may be able to. And I, I would like it to be beneficial uh, in their car or wherever they're listening to it uh, with, with only their ears, because uh, I know I get frustrated when when I'm trying to uh, follow something and I can't because I'm not sitting in front of my computer. So, based on that, what our approach is going to be is. Um, at a high level, our mentors or our guests or the the people, the person, the journeyman, whatever you want to call the more experienced person that isn't the worst one in the room uh, on that topic is going to map out the study plan, uh, which guides us through a structured learning journey. So it's not hopefully going to be all over the place like like I'm this might be right now. Uh, it's going to be very structured once we get into the study plan, uh, a very focused approach. And um Renat, because you are the one that uh, I and we will be learning from uh, for the foreseeable future, can you uh, help us understand? You know, what does that study plan currently look like, and and what's that going to look? What's how's that going to go? Okay, uh, so in essence, uh, like with this uh, first podcast episode, uh, when it's uh, going to be published on the web, there will be links uh, to the study plan. Uh, study plan is, uh, in essence, ideally the final structure, like the structure of Im- uh, imaginary course on practical software design that we're trying to move forward to. Uh, the way it, for example, it can be uh, downloaded from the internet or printed out as a book, whatever. Uh, and we're trying to tackle all uh, four levels of, kind of four imaginary levels of dealing with uh, project delivery. Uh, that's a strategic level. Uh, that's the level where 
you are dealing with uh, strategic decisions, maybe political decisions with the resources uh, where you have to find the bounded context or other boundaries where you have to make uh, complex decisions. And while we go through these levels, it will be always from top to bottom. Like we'll try to highlight the practical aspects or practical things that work or not work or that are not applicable. And strategic level, uh, it's usually the level that is uh, related to product manager or maybe uh, CTO of the company or uh, product portfolio manager. However, since in our journey, we don't care about the enterprise organizational structure. Uh, we don't care about, uh, like, this person is responsible for that, this person is responsible for the ma uh, management. Like, you're going to be, your listener are going to be uh, the only one who is uh, wearing all the hats. So we'll have to learn both how to manage project, how to make strategic decisions. Uh, then the next level would be tactical uh, level. It's the level about uh, taking decisions within a certain module, taking decisions within certain bounded context, uh, refining it. Uh, making architectural decisions, maybe uh, delaying some decisions. Third level, as we go down, it will be about the blueprints. Uh, it's actual uh, patterns and practices which are get applied to the uh, software being delivered, how they are being applied, uh, how to make trade-offs, how to uh, scale up this uh, thing, how to make this uh, application server efficient, or even how to build an application server. And the fourth level will be the practical one. It's the dirty things, uh, it's the things that are usually not mentioned in consulting materials that are not usually mentioned in the textbooks, but that can make a whole world of difference in the practical thing, world. It's the kind of things that make you busy during this uh, Saturday, Sunday weekend night, which you, which you prefer uh, spending your uh, sometime time with somebody else. It's the things that make you wake up 5 a.m. in the morning just to take a call with the customer because your system misbehaved. It's the nasty things. It's the practical things. It's the things that make difference between uh, would your application survive in the real world or would your application fail. So uh, we have this uh, big study map which will be linked. Uh, and the podcast is the first step to capture information and knowledge uh, in a way that can be transformed later uh, to this uh, study plan. So the podcast will not actually follow uh, this uh, strategic, tactical blueprint and uh, practical levels. It will be uh, starting with the basics that we're more comfortable with covering. And for example, in the next episode, we'll start uh, about the basic of messaging. What is a message and how does it apply to usual programming and how, why does it even make sense? However, as we go uh, for these podcasts in seemingly random order, uh, please keep in mind that we're, although the order of the podcast recordings can be uh, not random, but it's like uh, it's incremental. It's will, they will increase in complexity. Uh, however, the ultimate goal would be to capture all the blocks, all the details that are needed for the complete course. Uh, and as Kerry took the burden of actually asking the questions, and asking the questions is one of the hardest things because uh, asking the right question uh, it involves knowing already half of the answer. So uh, he will take care of structuring the podcast. He will take the burden of uh, actually listening to your feedback and uh, if there are questions and if you, I hope, hopefully you will have a lot of questions as well. Uh, Carrie will be the one uh, who will be voicing them. Uh, and uh, he already set up a Trello board uh, which we will link in the podcast uh, reference as well. This Trello board is essentially a map of the next few episodes uh, as we go through. So uh, at any certain time we hope to have a rough outline of this episode, this episode, and the next episode afterwards. And 
this Trello board is public, so you can uh, comment, you can leave uh, your feedback there. Uh, and if you have some questions, like for example, in certain podcasts we didn't cover some uh, topic, and this topic is confusing to, uh, for you, please don't hesitate to leave a feedback and ask for explanations. Uh, and if at some certain point I sound annoyed by the question uh, that uh, Carrie asks, this is just an indication that I don't really know this, uh, the answer to this question exactly and precisely. Because when you know the answer, usually giving uh, it is really easy. If you don't, if you're annoyed, then the answer is not that trivial. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, I'll look out for those opportunities then. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. No, that sounds great. And I, and I think that the the way that it's laid out, because it sort of started again from my my selfish desire to want to know at least one way to do it right. You know, I know there's many ways to do it. We're not claiming the approach that we'll get into first is a silver bullet and you use it for every single thing. But the one of the challenges for a beginner uh, trying to learn this stuff is you, you've always got these caveats. It's, uh, well, it depends on this, it depends on that, it depends on this, and, and that's fully understandable because it's a lot of depends in software. But to, to learn at least one particular approach, um, I preferred some consistency. So when, when you laid out the study map here and we were kind of talking about, I would prefer to get your opinion at least for now on if I was going to go work at LOCAD and I wanted to be a top-performing software developer there and, and be great someday, what, what are the things I'd want to I'd learn? What should I know? What, what can I ignore right now? And I want to know that from top to bottom. I want to know about that strategic design stuff. You know, get, Let's get into domain-driven design and how am I doing my modeling? And then once I understand that, how do I apply that model? Like, What do I do in Visual Studio if I'm using you know, C-sharp and structure my projects? And why do you structure them that way? And hey, uh, everyone talks about I should do unit testing and test-driven development or BDD and all these other buzzwords, but what do you actually do? do when you when you launch visual studio or not in your team you copy this project you have a domain in your head and where do you start do you you know break out the dsl i i I was asking those kinds of questions because i wanted the practical advice to say i'd like to learn how to go to the next level but i I'd, i'd like one particular voice to guide one recommended vertical slice from the strategic to the implementation, to the more detailed, dirty details of running it in production, and all those things in between. And I and I think you know, as we've discussed, that's that's the approach we're going to try to take, so that you can at least start with one perspective on. If you do this, you're probably on your way to to being pretty good. And uh, well, saying that, like uh, the approach that will be explained, it's uh, actually not something that we came up with at Locat. It's just a synthesis of things that worked in production. Uh, for many people uh, in many practical projects, and it is based on their work. One thing it is not based on, it is not based on the commercial products. It doesn't uh, serve the goal of actually selling some uh, software or selling like some SQL server or messaging uh, queue, etc. Because we don't care about uh, commercial stuff. We don't care about the marketing, etc. That's one of the reasons why actually this podcast uh, wears the name of being the worst. Like we don't really care about doing shiny stuff. We don't care about uh, having polished, uh, professional-looking website, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're just interested in getting the job done, and we want the job is to make the difference. Like to try to explain, to try to share uh, the things that we're doing at Locad and things that were borrowed or taken or stolen from other uh, companies and practitioners, and show them that they're actually quite simple. That's really trivial and simple stuff that, if done properly, 
uh, can help you to deliver your project uh, to make things work, to make things scale. Uh, for example, you can do uh, implement a business processing server that handles transactions, handles uh, companies, handles customers, handles their billing and invoicing process. Or you can build a big data solution that is capable of chunking through 100 data for hundreds and hundreds of products. Well, actually, like millions of uh, product sales or hundreds of thousands of products on a tiny laptop on one single thread. Like, this is something that can be done with this uh, approach. Uh, building task-driven designs, uh, building responsive applications, uh, building applications for mobile services. This is stuff that seems uh, to be different, distinct, and targeting different projects. But if you understand the core principles, if you understand how to take a given problem and break it into much simpler elements, then solving this problem seems to, uh, becomes much easier. And what we're trying, we'll be trying to teach you is to teach you and to show you, uh, to explain how we approach the problem of solving the problems, of making them seem simple, and then attacking one uh, small elements one at a time. So it's not the ultimate uh, guideline. It's not the ultimate for to answer to the uh, questions of universe, uh, life, and etc. It's just an approach of looking at things, of breaking complex things, and uh, seeing them done and living for all ups and downs. Yep, and I and I think our and our intent was to you know again my my one of my goals for personally is you know the ability to deliver quality production software that performs as designed in a practical way. And this is going to be the initial approach that we're that that I'll be learning and we'll be learning together. But then, as Renat mentioned, you know, hopefully we'll have other people from the community that you know may have differing opinions uh, join us, and that'll be a separate learning journey or module or however we structure that, so that we're getting those different opinions. But I think at least for the beginner, which we're targeting right now to get started, is you know where do you start? It, it does help to have that one particular mm, semi-opinionated way to say. It's not perfect, but uh, I'm looking at five things in production right now that are running a company uh, that didn't need millions of dollars, and it took advantage of the opportunity around me. And if you basically do these things, you should be able to do it too. And that's certainly what I'm trying to get out of it for myself in addition to the continuous learning uh, that we talked about. Absolutely. So uh, with that, I think that uh, we've covered most of the stuff we want to do in the introduction. Sorry if uh, you know this is the first time I've ever tried to do a podcast. So uh, I'm sure and you're doing really, really good. <laughs> we'll try to learn. We'll try to learn that, and I'll I'll figure out audio levels, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get all that stuff uh, worked out over time and uh, iterative as well. But as uh, as Renata already mentioned, our next episode, I think we're going to be getting into that fundamental section on the study plan. And that's going to be focusing on messaging. Oh, the other thing I did want to mention, Renat, uh, you, you did allude to it earlier, but just want to reiterate to the listeners that um, the other stuff that we did talk about, you know, the podcast is the, pr- the primary communication mechanism right now, but we certainly do intend to um, use code examples or homework that I'd be working on and posting on GitHub and eventually leading up, you know, when, when my skill set when the the timeline deems it appropriate for me to be able to go to, for example, the the IDDD sample that Renat worked on for Vaughn's book and modify that. Uh, and the next level, maybe go to the locad.ckrs, whatever the latest code version of that is, and, you know, uh, pull that off the source code repository and uh, 
start spawning off uh, code samples of maybe a more complex domain that we might refer to when we get into the specifics of domain-driven design. So we this is going to be, the intent is to get you educated in theory as well as uh, the practical aspects of actually delivering working software. Because for me, without those two things, this is just you know, not as interesting. If I can't build something I want to build, that's in my head. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so messaging is coming up. We will uh, try to do that soon. I think we're going to work on that uh, next week, and we might even be releasing these sort of uh, close to each other uh, so that you, you can get through this introduction and actually start getting to the meat of things. That's what I'd want to do as a listener. So I want to thank uh, Renat. Thank you again for agreeing to do this. I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, we don't have this set up yet, but I'm guessing that uh, we'll, we will eventually have the episodes and comments uh, available. You can comment on beingtheworst.com. That's the website. We have that domain. And uh, each episode should be able to have comments on it. And I'll probably yep. end up setting it's up. Already set up. That's already set up. Cool. And uh, I probably will set up an uh, email at comments at beingtheworst.com probably. But for sure, the things that exist are the website. The episode's going to be posted there. Uh, we're on Twitter at being the worst, so at being the worst, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Being the Worst podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys, and see you next time. See you. Bye bye. Out.